Welcome into the Shots Aside podcast. I am joined today by Matt Rungi. Uh, I'm your host, Alex. Uh, we just went through the uh, Pacific, right? Pacific Division this past week, yep. or and now yeah, we Pacific. got the yep. Now we got the Central Division to deal with. So we're dealing with the Chicago Bulls today. We got Cleveland Cavaliers on Tuesday, Detroit Pistons on Wednesday, Indiana Pacers on Thursday. And wrapping up the week on Friday, we got the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, so before we get into this central division, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at ShotSci. We also just added uh, on to TikTok as well, at uh, ShotSci as well. So um, make sure to send us some ideas, questions, or talking points uh, at our Gmail, Gmail account at ShotsAside at gmail.com. Uh, with that being said, Matt, let's jump right into into the Central Division. Uh, first off, we got the Chicago Bulls, who kind of didn't accomplish what they wanted to this past season, but I think they got a lot of promising, you know, pieces to their roster. Dealt with a lot of injuries this past year, which you know kind of hindered what they wanted to accomplish. But I'll get right into their additions that they added um, so far this year. They got Gordon Dragic, they got Andre Drummond, Dalen Terry in the draft, who is a solid, you know, six foot six, six foot seven guard that can ball handle. Uh, great defender at Arizona as well. They also got Justin Lewis. Uh, subtra- subtractions this year. They got they lost Troy Brown Jr. Um, not a big loss. Tristan Thompson getting up there in age. Maybe it's good for them to let go of him as well. Matt Thomas, a good shooting guard who didn't provide a lot of defense, which is kind of what they needed last year. But um, So filling out their roster, point guard position, they got Lonzo Ball went healthy at the point guard position. Gordon Dragic, probably the backup. Io DeSumno, uh, Dalen Terry, Shooting guard position, they got Zach Levine, Alex Caruso, Kobe White, who they might look to put into uh, trade uh, situations here in the future. Uh, small forward, they got DeMar DeRozan, Javante Green. Power forward, Patrick Williams, Derek Jones, and Justin Lewis. Center position, Nikola Vucic, and added center Andre Drummond, as, long, as well as uh, Tony Bradley and Marco Simonovic. Uh, just some of your thoughts of uh, what they've added to this roster and what's going to, you know, maybe push them into going in the direction they want to, as in, you know, progressing in the playoff position. Yeah, so I, I think they made some good uh, depth ac- acquisitions, especially getting Andre, Andre Drummond at center. I think uh, he's definitely a improvement above Tony Bradley and he should for sure be the backup center to start the year. Goran Dragic is a nice pickup. Um, I'm not sh- sure if he'll for sure be in the rotation or not, depending on how um, the Sunmo progresses this off season. I would assume right. maybe they want Dragic as more of a depth veteran role versus uh, the Sunmo, but we'll see. Um, but I think uh, with a report coming out by the Athletic this week, um, 
there's growing concerns that Lonzo Ball is still going to be out to start the season due to his knee injury that he suffered last season. So that means likely both of them could be playing to start the year, um, as well as maybe even – you could even kind of interchange like Alex Caruso at point guard too if you wanted right. to and vice versa for some of those guys. Um, Defense purposes. The, yeah, I think the the biggest strength to the their whole roster is just like the amount of guard depth they have. I think we we saw at times where like injuries really affected this roster last year, especially in the playoffs and like later in the season at times. Um, well, injuries in addition to like some COVID absences, I believe. Um, but it's nice to see that they have a lot more depth this year. What are your thoughts about the roster so far? Yeah, going off of what you said, like, guard, I mean, I think they're pretty solid up at front. Like, you know, we just mentioned the roster. I mean, they got seven guards that can play solid minutes. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with Kobe White, if they're going to trade him, maybe get some, I mean, they could probably get a first-round pick back for him. Definitely some solid pieces to maybe sure off, sure up that uh, front court. Uh, that's maybe troubling, but Lonzo Ball is going to, you know, you mentioned that maybe he's not going to start off the year because of the injury he had last year, which could be a huge loss for this Chicago Bulls team. Um, I think Gordon Dragic, you know, we saw him last year with Brooklyn that didn't really pay off that well, but maybe it's because of the turmoil that they went through last year with the squad they had. Maybe that's why. But, you know, Io's a pretty good player from what we saw last year. Can put up, put up points you know, a taller guard, and then mix that in with Dale, Dale and Terry, who they just picked up in the draft, who really showed off in, in summer league and, and made some of the critics that thought that he went too high up in the draft, you know, prove them wrong a little bit. So if he can get some minutes, I think, you know, just from his versatility when it comes to passing the ball, also with, you know, his tall stature, being in the passing passing lanes, you know, I, I think, his strong point when he comes out in this in in this upcoming season is going to be what he can put on the defensive end of the ball because we saw last year you know Chicago can pull up, put up points you know that's not the problem it the problem is you know how good are they going to play on defense and I think Dalen Terry really adds to that and I think that's what you know ownership and management wanted to put forth in this draft this year is find a piece that can, you know, fit in with Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, these scorers that can put up points, but also have a guy that can distribute and play defense to kind of, you know, fill up the lanes of, of some of their needs that they, they are lacking this past year. Um, I think a, another positive is, you know, Patrick Williams coming back fully healthy. We saw him a little bit in the playoffs, looked a little bit rusty, uh, I just want to hear a little bit on your thoughts of, of what Patrick Williams brings to this team, fully healthy, what it brings to a Chicago Bulls team that's looking to progress in this in this next up, upcoming season. Yeah, I think uh, having Patrick Williams back, uh, especially if he stays healthy for the whole season, will be big time for, for them because I think uh, he brings a lot of defensive intensity that they were missing throughout the year at that position. Um, think that like you could even see like noticeably like in the playoffs when they were playing Milwaukee like the difference that he made 
on both ends. He, at, at times, like with uh, DeMar DeRozan struggling, um, he looked like, honestly, like the best player on the court for the Bulls at times. Um, I know some of those games ended up being blowouts, so it's like tough to tell a little bit, you know, like their right. impact. But I think if he's progressing more and like this offseason, I've seen that he's been uh, doing some training with the DeMar DeRozan, which is nice to see. So I think on the offensive end, that could help him a lot. And then like just naturally being a gifted athletically could really impact his defensive skill set. So I think, um, you know, I honestly, I, I like the Bulls as a like team this year. I, I don't, I don't necessarily see them quite as a contender yet. I think maybe like potentially like the Kobe white trade, like if they decide to trade Kobe white, they could maybe get a player that can help turn them into a contender with that. Like maybe Kobe white and like one other player for, Somebody, I think maybe it, they could use a little bit more like um, like power forward slash small forward depth because uh, Javante Green's exactly. a, a, a great defender, but um, not the best offensively. Same with uh, Derek Jones Jr. Um, I mean, they're, they're not like bad players, but I just think you could get like a little bit better at those two positions, um, especially like depth wise because – after that, there's there's not really that much, especially if they end up with an injury or something. So, I think that they're close to being contenders, but I think they're still like one piece away, or maybe Patrick Williams develops a little bit more, or Desunmo, or even Simonovic. I think uh, if he could even take a step forward this year potentially. Good so, yeah, yeah. So I think uh, there's a lot of upside in Chicago, but I think like some things need to fall in place for that to come to fruition. Yeah, I think you touched on it well. Like The depth is going to be a huge piece in how far this team's going to go. I mean, you know, they're really hurting at that power forward center position. I think they touched on it, you know, decently great with adding Andre Drummond, but, you know, Patrick Williams, is he going to stay healthy at that power forward position and be able to, help out on the defensive end. I mean, it's still yet to see. I know Derek Jones has had some injury issues in the in the past as well. So, I mean, they're really hurting in that power forward position. Kind of like you touched on earlier with Kobe White, maybe they can trade him in and get, you know, some some added depth at that position. Maybe um, a potential Miles Turner trade in the works. That'd be a great great addition possibly <laughs> but like so like say they bring in miles turner for kobe white and they throw in like a couple seconds or maybe a first round pick you know what do they do yeah. with this roster do they they put vucevic at the four i mean i think that's kind of pushing well, hey, turner could probably play the four because he's what is he like six right. ten yep about six ten yeah the the problem with trading for someone like Turner though would be like, would he want to sign there long term? Because this, I think this is his last year. Yep. Um, maybe he would, but I don't know. I think may, maybe it'd be better to trade Kobe White for a pick because I, I think they don't have their twenty twenty three pick, do they? Because they trade it to the Magic, right? Correct for Vucevic. But honestly, yeah, this so. might be like a perfect opportunity for them to like. Because, you know, Turner's only got one year left on his deal. Maybe this is a perfect opportunity for them to, like, 
especially if they're in the mix and DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine step up and Lonzo Ball is healthy, maybe this is a perfect opportunity for them to get somebody like a Miles Turner for a one-year deal and see how it works. And if it doesn't work, mm-hmm. you don't have to sign him to a max contract. But yeah, I think maybe you know you could see him add in onto this team and maybe maybe something good works out with it. Yeah, I agree. And you never really know who's going to be there at the deadline, too. Like, this, this seems like the perfect team that could be looking to acquire someone at the deadline. It's like yeah. just last year, like people like Josh Hart and Covington and Norman Powell and those guys all got traded at the deadline. So I could see them trying to make somebody like an addition towards the deadline if they're actually looking to be a, like a contender. So yeah. they're definitely a team to watch out for. Yeah, I mean, guard position, I think they're locked up. It's, you know, we saw last year, like, DeMar DeRozan had so much on his back. Like, he was – honestly, shout out to him because, like, he he was putting up a lot of points. He was having buzzer beaters. He was saving them from a lot of L's that they could have taken. So, mm-hmm. the problem I have this next year is he's getting a little bit older. You know, you got to have somebody behind him to take off some of those minutes so that – you don't put him through those pressure situations every single game. And right now you got Javante green as your backup, which doesn't provide a lot of offense, but provides a little bit of defense. But I think they they're missing like another three guard power forward where, you know, especially on the depth side of things where, you know, you can kind of improve this team and, you know, maybe this happens at the trade trade deadline, um, but I guess this is something that you have to find out and test out before the start of the season. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think uh, they're definitely an up and coming roster in terms of like some of their guards, and then with veterans like DeRozan and Vucevic, I think this could be a recipe for a really good team. Uh, what one of the biggest things is definitely his health, though, like. I think Lonzo is just a huge key to them. Like if, if he's not fully healthy, I, I don't, I think their ceiling is definitely limited. So I, I hope that he gets back to be being healthy. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big, like, I love what Lonzo brings to this team. Um, I loved what, you know, maybe not his rookie year on the Lakers, but um, every single, it seems like every single year that Lonzo has been in the league, like he's learned, you know, these, little itty bitty pieces that really turns somebody who's a good player into a great player. And Mm -hmm. just the way that he can distribute the ball, the way that he's progressed his defensive intensity, um, shooting so much better shooting. I mean, he switched up his shot. I mean, that's huge. Like how many, I mean, we looked at, uh, Michael kid Gilchrist a couple years ago where, you know, that's the one thing we were looking at. Like, can he can he fix his shot? And he never <laughs> could. He never yeah. could. Yeah. That's what that's what changes a good player in the draft who's a top five pick into a great player. Is are you ready to work on your shot? Are you ready to work on the things that you that people tell you that you're not as good at? And if you are, that's what turns you into being a different narrative of what the media wants to turn you into. And Lonzo's done a great job of just, you know, he wanted to be a Laker. Magic made him a Laker. He wanted to stay a Laker. Couldn't do that. They traded him. 
went to Chicago, who's had a good LeBron development team. Him. LeBron traded him. LeBron traded him. Got rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, no, that, and trade, was, that trade worked out great for the Pelicans, though, in the long run. It did. It sure did. I mean, look, Pelicans are set up for for the future, definitely. Yeah, that, that, that'll but, be a fun pod. Right. But just going back back off of Lonzo, like, I'm, I'm so impressed with, like, even with the injuries, like, I think this is his year to be, like, when he's healthy, I think he's going to show anybody that's been a hater, anybody that's a Lakers fan that is happy that they got rid of him, that, you know what, you guys made the wrong, wrong choice in this, you know? Like, he is here to stay in Chicago, and I think he's the starting point guard for this team that can really – help out Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan when things get tough in the playoff time. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, he, he, he uh, along with Alex Caruso, definitely kind of have to make the Lakers think a little bit about letting guys like that go. Because, I mean, especially even like somebody like Alex Caruso, who like wouldn't have costed that much too. Like I think he's another big part of this is that like – yeah. Because, you know, he had the, what was it, like a broken hand, I think, or something after he took that fall from Grayson Allen. I think it was a broken hand. <laughs> Shout out to another mistaken. Grayson Allen injury. Yeah, and that that also kind of sucked because, like, that left him with, like, almost no depth at the time. Um, so I think, and it, just the defense he brings to the table, too, is so vital to this team. Um, so I think just having guys like those healthy, um, will be so important for this team in the long run this year. Um, I think they, they have to start making like some moves that are more like geared towards this year and next year when you consider like the age of DeRozan and uh, Vucevic. I think, believe both are like 32 around 30s. there. 30s, yep. yeah. Um, so, yeah. DeMar's older, but Vucevic, I think he's around 30, 31. Maybe I mean maybe thirty twos, but yeah, they're getting yeah. up there in age. But I think still no spring after, chickens, <laughs> right? But I think after signing Zach Levine, who was probably their go to when it comes to long term future, and then I mean with Lonzo being out, you know Alex Caruso missing time, Kobe White also missing time. You know I think you know a smart move in drafting Dalen Terry, adding that depth. I mean. I think they're set at that position for this long-term future. It's, you know, can they find somebody, you know, either in the draft next year, if things don't go right at that power forward, small forward position, or also at the trade deadline or before it, I should say, and finding somebody at that position as well. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, you know, even like Lonzo could even be somebody that could end up being on on the move if they can't get him healthy at the trade deadline because I think a lot of teams would be interested in him um, when you consider how much guard depth they have. But, I mean, I definitely would much rather move off of Kobe White than Lonzo if if pushed to shove. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, it depends on what, you know, does Io take another step? Does he become like i mean we saw that you know i think with iowa you know fast break on the move pace i think he's really good at that um yeah dalen terry can he become a rookie that you know can maybe force that move who knows 
But I mean, these are all questions we'll have to find out in the first month or so of, you know, depends on how much Lonzo, you know, you, you talked about his injury, you know, maybe if he's out a week or two going into the, you know, the regular season, does Dave and Terry step up? Does IO step up? Does Kobe white step up? Maybe that helps in his trade value. You know, I think there's a lot of good things to look forward to. If you're a Chicago bulls fan, um, they showed it last year, getting back into the playoffs trading for DeMar DeRozan, I think was a great piece to add into your team, add some, you know, veteran presence. Um, I think the next step is, you know, after that first year of bringing all those pieces together is getting that, you know, connectiveness together as a team. And, you know, Billy Donovan coming in as a coach this last year as well. I think this is the the year, the second year where they can finally bring things together and maybe push into the second round conference finals, you know, still yet to see how healthy they can be. But I think there's a lot of things to be very um, confident about if you're a Chicago Bulls fan. Yeah, I mean, you have to be excited about the season, especially thinking about, like, the young guys and just the roster in general. Like, definitely you could be in a worse place if you're some of the other teams, Um, especially, like, some of the the teams that we'll be getting to later on. Like, the Pacers are – We'll be getting to them later on this in this division. Um, I would much rather be the Bulls, probably. Right. So I got a question for you. Did the Bulls' offseason moves make them contenders? If not, are there any moves that you would want to see them try to make? Uh, yeah, for me personally, I think um, they're not quite contenders yet, and I think – you know, I kind of said it before with like the Miles Turner one. I think that that would maybe be an option of a move I'd want to see them make, or even like, you know, it might be a little bit harder, but maybe like they could entice a team like the Raptors into trading like OG to them or something like that. Like, um, big it would OG definitely fan. take a lot. Yeah, I'm a big OG fan, but I think I mean he can play a power forward and he's he's pretty versatile too. So I think. Right, player like right that could be big time. He could be small forward, power forward, um, add shooting and defense, which is right. good for literally any team in the league. Um, you know, another option even could be like somebody like, say, like the Trailblazers don't have the year that they think they'll have, and they want to trade Jeremy Grant. You know, that could be an option too. Maybe at the trade deadline. Uh, depending on what they, how good they do this year, um, but I mean, there's, I think that's definitely like how we were talking about is like small forward slash power forward, somebody that's preferably good at defense and somewhat versatile. I think that if they were at table at add one of those players and then keep Lonzo healthy, I think I still don't know if they'd be necessarily a contender, but I think they could be similar to like maybe like. A, I don't know, like a Heat team the year that they played like the Lakers in the finals where like you just get fortunate and you kind of sneak your way into the finals or something like that. But um, uh, I'm not saying the Heat aren't good. I'm just saying like, you know, like sometimes you just get on those runs where like things just break your way, you know, and I think that's kind of what they what they would need maybe. 
what about you? You think the contenders? Yeah, no. I mean, I'm I'm with you on that. I they're not contenders right now. Just with, I mean, we I talked about this earlier in our earlier podcast. I think you know the league is so versatile with talent these days that mm-hmm. you know, especially in the East, you know, you if you asked me ten years ago, would this Bulls team be a contender in the East? I'd say for sure, yes, because the East was so stricken with talent that you know, a team like this would definitely make it to a top four seed in the, in the East nowadays, you know, not the case, you know, you got, you got the bucks, you got Boston, you got Brooklyn, you got Philly. I mean, you got all these teams in the East that are really making an uprise in talent that really makes it tough for a team like the bulls who is missing, you know, a couple bench players. My question to you is if they trade OG, to Chicago, would you do an OG on a newbie trade with Patrick Williams and maybe, maybe a second, couple second round picks, maybe a first round pick? Would you do that? Because I would trade Pat Patrick Williams for OG. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'd trade Patrick Williams for OG. I think, uh, yeah, I think you want Patrick Williams long term, especially when you consider Demar's age. Um, so I probably want to keep Patrick Williams. Uh, I think, I think injuries, injuries kind of like make people think a little bit less of him than he actually is. Like, I think he's a really good player with a lot of upside. Um, honestly, I think he's got a higher upside than OG and personally, in my opinion. Um, but I think I, I'd consider trading somebody like, uh, IO in that trade. Um, or Kobe White. Like it, or Co- well, for sure, Kobe White, but like, yeah. if they want somebody else, you know, like, because I think they could probably use like a guard too, you know, like Fred Van Fleet got injured last year, and then they were pretty much screwed out of the playoffs because of that. So I think, and I think their backup point guard is pretty much just Malachi Flynn, I think, unless I'm forgetting somebody. Um, so I think, yeah, I think that's what yeah. it is. But I, I mean, I think even some something, something, yeah, I think even something like smaller for them too would would possibly work. Like even somebody like Chris Boucher who could play um, power forward too, since he can stretch the floor. Um, That's what he normally plays, but yeah, yeah. If you don't want to give up as much, you know. Um, But I'd be for somebody like OG, I'd be willing to throw in like Kobe White at first and probably even somebody else too yeah i think i'm a little bit indifferent on on this point with you just because i think you know we've seen patrick williams not be able to i know he's you know super early in his career i mean he could turn into being the next uh mini claw <laughs> mini <laughs> Kawhi leonard but um i i think i think a trade with og because i think og really fits into that Nikola Vucevic, DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball slash Zach Levine era. I think he's around their age. You know, he's still young and OG is pretty healthy for his entire career. So that's something that Patrick Williams doesn't have. Also, he's a better shooter than Patrick Williams. But that is a risk that you have to take is, you know, do you want to hope for the upside of Patrick Williams that could be better than OG or... Do you want to bet on 
OG who has already proven that he can play good at defense. He can, you know, lead the Toronto Raptors to a championship with Kawhi and, and all that roster that they had that, that year. Um, I just think I'd rather bet on OG now because you only have DeMar DeRozan for maybe another two or three years in his prime. Yeah, I definitely, I see where it coming from. I just like, Patrick Williams isn't even 21 yet, so I just think, you know, and as a career, like his rookie year, he shot 39% from three, which is pretty darn good. Last year he shot 51%, but he only played 17 games, so that's a little a little inflated there. But um, I just, I like his upside. I think, yeah, I just, I just like his upside. I think he, he could – I mean, he obviously has to develop more, but it it also took OG t- time to develop too. So, I mean, he's a fourth pick in the draft, so I, I feel like I I just wouldn't give up that early on him. But I could definitely see like where you're coming from if you're on the Raptors side. Like, absolutely, I'd be asking for Patrick Williams in that trade just because like that would be great for the Raptors. But I'd be pretty hesitant to trade him if I was the Bulls. Um, but I mean, I get, I can see where you're coming from though, because like, Demar is like, I would say Demar has like two more like solid, solid, solid years left, like before he starts regressing. Right. Make sure to like a uh, like the podcast if you enjoy the content. Um, also, send a comment if you um, would like to see an OG Anubi trade for Patrick Williams for the Chicago Bulls. Uh, let us know what your what you what you think would go on with that moving on i want to talk about um a little bit of a sad note um just as today bill russell passed away at the age of 88 uh russell won 11 nba titles with the boston celtics two as a player coach um he was the first african-american coach in the nba also won a gold medal and two NCAA championships. Um, my question for you, Matt, is is Bill Russell the greatest Celtic of all time? You know, I, th- I think um, greatest Celtic can mean a couple different things. I know a lot of people would say Larry Bird, but as far as like greatest winner of all time for a Celtics player, I would say yes. I, I mean, I, I can see where people would want Larry Bird as that, um, as the greatest Celtic of all time. But I, I think he, he's brought a lot. He's kind of basically like given like the Celtics kind of what their bragging rights are is like, they always like talk about how many championships they have. And like, and he, I mean, Bill Russell's a huge, was a huge part of that. So I, I would say like, I mean, in some ways he kind of is the greatest Celtic of all time, in my opinion. Right. And for me, I think you have to take it into, you know, the talking point of, you know, what he's done for human rights, what he's done for the black community, what he's done for not only Celtic pride, but also what is right. And I think just just the amount, I mean, you can't put it into awards of what I mean, awards, let alone like his resume is on godly, like one of the best in the NBA, but like what he's done for this league to not just like bring up, you know, 
you know, Steph Curry or like this league's turning into just a bunch of shooters that can't play defense or any of that, you know, how much that he's just placed into this league, his confidence in building this league and the legacy that he's left behind is going to be something that will take a long time, if not ever, for somebody to be able to pull off the amount of work that he's put into bringing this league into where it is today. I think, let alone, I think he's my favorite Celtic player. Um, you, you touched on Larry Bird, great player. I don't think he's done nearly, I don't think Larry's done nearly as enough off the court um, as Bill Russell has into this league. Um, yeah, it maybe it might it might have been at a younger time where there was less teams, there was you know this that, but Bill Russell formed this league into what it is today, and uh, I think it's only you know it only shows respect to him that you know we praise him and and what he's made into this league and. Um, I'm truly, truly blessed to have watched his YouTube videos and <laughs> been able to just learn his his life. And um, it's truly a sad, sad aspect to just be able to realize that um, he's passed away a little bit too early than we wanted to. Yeah, the NBA definitely lost a, lost a great one today. And I think um... – you know, even though he passed away, I think the impact he's had on this league, like while he was playing, after he's playing, will continue to have, you know, a massive impact on the league um, as a whole. I mean, just even just being the first African-American coach was just, a, you know, breaking barriers for something that hadn't happened before. Um, Huge honors. And then I think I believe the even the finals MVP is named after him if I'm not mistaken. So like, I mean, his, his impact on the game will still have, um, will still be shown in the game today and off the court. Um, you know, no matter if he's here or, you know, resting up in heaven. Um, I think, you know, he's just a great guy and seemed like a great activist. Um, and you know, like an upstanding role model for people to look up to. Yeah, I know for sure on this podcast and certainly in the media in general, we will not uh, take for granted what Bill Russell did and we will not forget what he did for this league. And um, he's he's truly put his imprint on this game and um, we will for sure make sure that we include him into future podcasts just to show how grateful we were of not only his basketball career, but his life in general. Um, before we touch base off of this podcast, uh, I just want to mention it's been 162 days since I actually made 163 days since Brittany Griner has been detained in Ukraine or uh, not Ukraine uh, in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just to hear it uh, shots aside podcast uh, from me and Matt, we just want to wish, her and the best through her trial. Uh, it should be ending here within the week. Um, hopefully we can get her back to the States and playing back in the WNBA because, um, you know, we are NBA fans, true and holy, but 
we do love watching WNBA as well. It is part of the game, and we love watching it and supporting it as well. Um, so we wish that she makes a speedy return back to the US of A. Um, from us here at Shots Aside Podcast, from me and Matt, uh, we just want to wish you guys a great Monday. So peace. Peace. Thank you.